Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, aphorism for July 29. When others project disharmony toward you, send them in return from your heart rays of kindness and harmony. The more consciously you send those thoughts out in blessing, the more others will change. In time, they too will project only harmony. I was remembering a very funny incident this is a lesson to me on countless levels. Um, f- for many years, um, there was this woman who was part of Ananda, and she actually was a citizen of Austria. Austria. She was from a part of the. She was from the Tyrol, so she spoke Italian. She considered herself. They were more Italian by nature, but it was an Austrian passport. And she kept coming in and out of America with a tourist visa, but then she would overstay the visa. And it was easier. This was all before 9-11. It was, there was nothing nefarious about what we were doing. It was just that people who wanted to be in Ananda in America, the tourist visas weren't quite long enough. So she was coming in and out, coming in and out for a decade or more. And you'd always come in with a return ticket. And then they would stamp it and you would sort of just try to finesse it. And it, the computers weren't so strong. And this was her last trip in uh, in that circumstance, because she was about to marry an American. And after she married the American, then her whole uh, visa status would change and it would be over. Um, she was also part of Swami Kriyananda's staff. At that time, she was uh, cooking for him. And they were both coming back from Europe, and she was actually coming in. This was not perhaps the best planning, but she was coming in with a return ticket that was actually dated prior to her arrival. <laughs> and some astute person somehow noticed it. Don't ask me how that was true, but that was true. But anyway, the word comes to Swami. I, I was meeting Swamiji upstairs because they were landing in San Francisco that uh, she was stuck downstairs and the immigration people were giving her a really hard time. And at the time, Swami was married to uh, an Italian woman named Rosanna. And uh, we heard that, that the, you know, the customs officials, the immigration officials had Karin and we didn't know if we were going to get her or not. And it was so ironic because it was the last time. Um, and so Swami heard about it. So he went down to the immigration place. Karin was a woman of uh, silence. So they were sort of working with her and she was not saying very much. She wasn't stonewalling them, but she was not very forthcoming. Swami walks into the situation and he, he just he greets everyone with great enthusiasm. Oh, I understand that you have the woman who cooks for me here. He said, uh, let's see now, let me think exactly how this went. Um, she speaks Italian. You know, my wife is Italian, Swami says. I've been in Italy lots of times. It's a really beautiful country. You know, there's so much exchange between our countries. We have so much in common. Have you ever been to Italy? Have, do you go to Europe very often? He's talking to the immigration people. He just starts this whole conversation about how happy we all are to be together and what a great world it is and how much we love each other 
and how marvelous everything about the planet is. None of it had anything to do with her immigration status or the fact that they were at odds with each other. And pretty soon they just stamped her papers and let her in. You know, it was just because he refused to see it as a conflict. It's like, you know, you can imagine the immigration officials dig themselves in, the poor pen, uh, petitioner becomes more and more tense, we become angry at each other. So we just walked in and diffused the whole thing. My wife is Italian. He was like, who cares if your wife is Italian? But the way he said it, it seemed extremely relevant to the situation and actually an answer to the problem. You know, there's lots of Italians in the world. I mean, it's like, who knows, who cares? And that was not the only time I've ever seen him do that. It's just like, why think of this as a conflict? I'll tell you another wonderful time. A, a friend of mine, this was more serious, but it was so touching. I learned so much from this. A friend of mine, this was actually early on in the history of Ananda, and she was, she was the first young person to die. Um, we'd had one, one death before, maybe she was the second, but she was the first person who was a member of Ananda. She got cancer. She died, I think, in her 30s, very early. Her poor father had also lost his wife to cancer, and now he was losing his daughter. His wife, the father, her father, whose name was Jake, did not live in the community. He lived, I think, in Las Vegas or someplace like that. And when Mary became very sick and was sort of in the last weeks of her life, Jake came over. Now, Mary and Jake had a, a bit, she was, Mary was very rebellious and she had been, she loved her father deeply, but she was very rebellious against him. But he was strong-willed and when there he was dying and everybody wanted to help Jake because this was just too painful. So my friend Paula, who I've told stories about in other places because she was such a dear soul, Paula and a woman named Susan and I wanted to go see Mary. So we called to see if it was a good time to call, and Jake answers the phone. Paula says, Jake, we'd like to come see Mary. She's our friend. Jake says, don't come, she's tired. And then he hung up the phone, and that was that. So Paula, Susan, and I have a conversation. We said, when Mary was strong enough to run her own life, she didn't let Jake make her decisions for her. Probably, if Mary were able to be running her own life now, she would not want Jake to be making her decisions. So we decided that we would go over and see her anyway. So we come to the door, and I had the sense to stand back. Because I probably would have said, Jake, you have no right to keep us out. We're friends of Mary. We can come in. I mean, I don't know what I would have done. But I would have given him enough that he probably would have punched me in the nose. Because he was heartbroken. And he wanted to get back at someone. But I didn't speak. The door opens and Jake is there. Jake says, I told you not to come. Paula says, Jake, we had to come. Jake says, I told you not to come. She's tired. She's sick. Paula says, Jake, we had to come. They did that about three times. And Jake finally stands back and says, well, just don't stay too long. Like that. Like Paula knew what he was going through. And all she just projected toward him was, Love and harmony, Jake. I mean, just even the way she said it, Jake. I mean, what would you normally say, Jake? You know, like power against power, he would have loved that. You know, he would have loved to call the police on us. But instead, she just gave him her heart. 
And now that was a very direct, right in the moment, confrontation. And that's powerful. But we can also send these thoughts at a distance. Thoughts have an enormous amount of power. When others project disharmony to you, send them light, send them love. Now, in another one of these, I spoke about this, and this is also important. We also have to be realistic. And this is very important. We have to be realistic because it's magnetism. And if someone's magnetism for negativity is stronger than your magnetism for positivity, you have to be strategic in how you confront them. And even thoughts will really unite unite you. I, I was dealing with a couple who he'd had a previous marriage and his wife was not nice. And his wife really enjoyed making life hell for them. But they were always fighting over the child. And they, they kept trying to pray for this wife, who honestly, with all due respect, she, was, she sounded a bit like a witch. She was bad. She was badly behaved. And I could see that whenever they put their minds on her, her negativity was stronger than their positivity. And that's what I came up with, something I have mentioned previously in this month of aphorisms. When you pray for her, you're you're uniting your mind with her. And her mind for negativity is stronger than yours for positivity. So you just need to tell Divine Mother, you take care of her, but I'm not going to think about her. And I just say, consider her prayed for. You know, give her the credit. But I'm just going to hold a positive thought. So even when you're projecting harmony towards someone, if you feel that the connection, even the thought of them in your mind causes their disharmony harmony to invade you too much, then offer your harmony to Divine Mother and ask Divine Mother to give it to them. You know, Divine Mother, you take care of them. You help her. You help him. But if you can, with calmness and with peace, even if you know that a person is unhappy, just project to their soul. You know, people's eyes and face contain their egoic personalities. But everybody has a spiritual eye as well as having two human eyes. And from the spiritual eye is this always emanating, this beautiful light. So when you're thinking about someone sending harmony, don't send it to their physical person. Don't send it to the face. Don't, vi- don't visualize their eyes. Visualize the spiritual eye. And feel from your own heart to your spiritual eye you're projecting into them this divine energy. Or better still, or just as good, project to Divine Mother and then watch Divine Mother showering them. That's actually the most beautiful way to do it. But do whatever your heart wishes. This is, a, this is, a, this is your paint box. And the colors that you want to paint, the picture that you want to paint, is, it's your own private creation. So whatever really works for you is, is the best way to do it. Project harmony to Divine Mother and ask Divine Mother to bless them. Now there's another interesting sort of little thing like this, and this came from a woman, a parent, a single mother of a very beautiful son, who's now a very beautiful grown man. And she always got along with him really well, and and one of the things that she did for him is that she would essentially say affirmations for him. In her meditation, she would repeat positive affirmations projecting those positive thoughts toward him. When he began to be about 13, 14, 15, you know, the time 
when a, a, a child wants to differentiate themselves, especially a son from a single mother, you can see the need to di- differentiate, he suddenly began to fight with her all the time. And of course, there were many explanations, but in, when, when she prayed to Divine Mother, why is, why is my son so angry with me? Somehow she realized that he could feel the affirmations and, she, and he felt them as an imposition on his free will. And so she stopped completely. And instead she started saying, Divine Mother, you know, you have given this man to me to care for, but he's your son and you are his true mother. So you guide him in the way that you know. And she said, astonishingly, the harmony became back between them. So we have to be very clean and free when we do these things. That's why offering your harmony to Divine Mother and asking Divine Mother to flood them with it is if you feel that in any way there's a, there's a, a, a dissonance in any aspect of what you're doing, just be very conscious of that and try to be as, as, as I would say, as clean and pure as you can possibly be in what you offer. But if you do that, you'll be amazed. Now don't think, oh, I've prayed for you for three days and you're still crabby. You know, this has to be a very deep commitment. And, and depending on how deep the dissonance is in that person or between you, but only good will come and will come in relatively short order from this constant projection of harmony and kindness no matter what's coming back to you. So, when others project disharmony toward you, send them in return from your heart rays of kindness and harmony. The more consciously you send those thoughts out in blessing, the more others will change. In time, they too will project only harmony. God bless you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.